This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Dr. Vic here, and you're tuning in to another episode as this week we'll be discussing and interviewing uh, individuals that can share something on the concept of the mind, help us evolve, raise our levels and consciousness to experience more and achieve more of what it is that we desire. And I had the distinct honor and pleasure to interview Kira Polson, which was a, a wonderful show we had. She's doing some amazing things and she's just a, a really great individual and her energy and so much more um, that we, we you'll notice when we get on the, when you listen to the episode. But Kira is a mother to five amazing children. She's also an intuitive, energetic healer and creator. She's a spiritual entrepreneurship coach for lightworkers, healers, change makers, and leaders. She helps women create their soul work and successful businesses derived from their gifts and purpose. Kira believes that now is the time that leaders are awakened and share their, their light with the world. She's also the founder of Freedom House Publishing Company, where she helps writers and thought leaders become published authors. At Freedom House, she focuses on liberating authors and readers with powerful messages of light. Kira believes that we all have a deep purpose that the world needs. And when we connect up to the divine and remember our own inner divinity, we can create massive change in this world. She knows it from experiences as she runs multiple businesses while raising five young children at the same time. Kira launched her the, the Spiritual Entrepreneur Program, a digital course that aims to help people create a successful business from a spiritual standpoint, write a book and publish it with ease and quickness, create a, and launch a podcast in less than a month or less than and many more. This episode was great. We dove into a lot about how she reaches out to her angels and how utilizing uh, beings on the other side, if you like to say, um, but how that helps you can utilize that to help you in many ways and that help them do the work that they're there to want to help. And they're there always ready. I know this sound may sound crazy, um, but I've talked a little bit about this, but this is something that you can utilize. And Kira does a wonderful way explaining that for you and so much more. I highly recommend listening to this one. It's going to be a different take on how to experience more of what you desire and what you want to achieve in your life. But I promise you, it's going to be powerful and it could be a life changer. So tune in and let us know what you think. But before we go, here is Kira. Olson. Kira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you on. I've done my due diligence looking at all that you're up to, what you're doing and so forth. I feel I can talk to you for ages. So this is going <laughs> to, I'm going to try to keep this all jam packed in the time we do have, but uh, excited to have you here. And for all the listeners, they kind of know how I do things right off the bat is Get into your story and just share with us, you know, how you got into what you're doing. How was the journey to lead to where you are today? Hmm. So um, I love that you're a chiropractor. I was raised by two healers. So in the healing profession, they were both therapists. And um, then they went into actually like more um, healing modalities with the mind and kinesiology. And so I was just raised in that kind of world where healing was just part of our life. And so I was always pulled towards healing. And um, so I started a healing practice, I would say probably 10 years ago, doing kinesiology and working with people. And it was really beautiful and lovely. And it was also like, not the thing. It was like, I kept being like, this isn't the thing. This isn't what I'm here to do. 
I could feel like people would come in and they would get like fixed, right? Like they'd be like, oh yeah, I feel so great. But then they wouldn't change anything in their lives. And then they'd be back the next week and it was like starting at ground zero again. And I was like, wait, this, this isn't what I want to be doing. I want people to actually get results. I want things to shift. And so that was kind of like in the background of that was happening in my life. And then I also had just had five, my fifth child. And then I was feeling really um, like I didn't know who I was anymore. I had really gotten, I think this happens to young moms. It's like, you haven't slept for like a few years and you're like changing diapers all day and doing dishes. And I just kind of lost who I was. And I remember it was my birthday dinner and my husband was like, what are your dreams for this year? And right in the middle of the cheesecake factory, I just broke down sopping. And I was like, I don't have any dreams. I don't even remember how to dream. And I don't even know who I am. And he just was very clear, like you have three days to come up with a dream. And so I began to pray and pray for a very long time. It was five months that I prayed every day that God would show me my purpose, my dreams, why I was here. And it actually um, came through in a way that I would have never expected, nor would I have wanted, but it's what broke things open for me. And it was when I had, um, I actually had my trauma memories of being sexually abused as a child rise. And they rose like, uh, like a tidal wave, like, um, like a pain that I never knew existed in this world. And it was so intense that I just didn't want to live anymore. And in that moment, <clears throat> when I feel like I was standing on that edge, um, energetically, spiritually, like, do I want to stay in this world that has so much pain and so much grief and sorrow that I felt like the divine really said to me, like, you have work to do. And so I made a commitment, like I would live and I would live guided by the divine. I would live in my deepest purpose. I would live uh, finding out what my gifts were. And truth be told, that moment changed my life. Like literally, I don't even look the same. My, like I just changed at a cellular level. And it it's just been not an easy path, but an extraordinary path. How much of that path, <clears throat> excuse me, with the everything that you've gone through in that, yeah, um, that's some deep stuff, right? And and there's 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 trauma there, and 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 especially thinking if okay, I don't want to be here anymore, and yeah, making that choice to shift. Was there something inside? Like, was there a yearning? Was there? Because I've gone through my own dark stuff and my own things, and and some people ask like, well, what kept you moving forward? And it's like because I wanted to. I, I knew that there was something else in this life I was seeking for, and it just kept me kept me focused there, so I could keep going. Did you have anything like that? Was there anything inside, or a voice, or something that kind of made that shift for you? Or I mean, helped you oh, in that yeah. process? Totally. I mean, uh, like I really do feel like I heard like whether it's whoever's listening, whether that's source, light, energy, God. For me, is God. I really felt like God told me like you have work to do. And that created this like seeking, like, what is this work? Like, wh who am I here to be? And I would say I ver like literally just started 
running at full speeds of deep, deep EMDR, like so much, like my sacred practice in the morning. I'd never had such a thing. And it began, like I began every day in sacred work of praying and meditating and journaling and seeking was the thread that pulled me through all of that hell. Um, It really did keep me in my action and that's what's created so many different results in my life. I love that. What were some of the the hidden gifts? I know you have a something a book on this, but I love asking this question for people who go through things because I wrote a book about all about the darkness of life and called "A Walk in the Dark," and it's all about like you know embracing it and seeing the beauty of what the dark actually brings. So much massive of our own light to the world. More, How, what were some gifts that you the hidden gifts you've gotten through some traumas that it taught you that later on you look back and you're like, oh yeah, there's this. Oh yeah, there's that. And all these kind of things. Totally. There are so many gifts in trauma. At least that's how I feel is that the trauma that I had, actually, I was always a seeker. Like even before this rebirth awakening moment I had, I always have been a seeker. I've always been searching and learning and thirsting for more light. And I think it's because I dealt with so much dark. Uh, the effects of sexual abuse trauma is intense, especially when you haven't really done the work to heal it. And for me, that was my whole life of like, how do I get out of this dark? How do I get out of this suffering that I didn't really understand why I had it, but all I knew is I wanted out of it. And so I just was always seeking, always learning. And that was one of the biggest gifts. Strangely, one of the other gifts that I've just really started to see was um, that actually trauma created a really powerful strategic part of my brain, which now comes into, uh, that's why I think business has been so successful is because I have this really powerful strategic section of my brain. But trauma actually created that because as a child, I was always strategizing. Every room I went in, it was like, where is the safest place to be? How do I get out if I'm not safe? Every single second of my life was a strategy, which sounds intense, but it was all I knew. Like, really, it didn't seem intense. That was just the way life was for me, was how do I stay safe? And I feel like it created this amazing muscle where now, like, my brain is so quick with strategy and business. And I truly believe it's because it's been running strategies my whole entire life. So I feel like there are just gifts, even though there's a lot of darkness, a lot of hell and trauma. If we choose to find the gifts, we will see them. I love that. And, that, and it's amazing how, you know, when you, you do that kind of looking at that, like reflecting back in the rearview mirror and going, okay, this is what I went through. Here's, but then it's like anything with an event, you can take it from a positive or a negative, right? You can let it take over you. Or you can say, well, this is what happened. Not fun, not great, but what can I take so I can win from this? Yeah, exactly. And And when we seek for the gifts, we'll find them. Like they really are there. We just have to look for them. I think that's the hardest part for some people when it comes to that, because we all, some people, some have worse traumas than others. And it's one of those things where, um, you know, what, you know, not being able to be like, well, this is just what it was instead of like, well, how we can, Understanding that we are that we can create the to create the take whatever we from that and however we want, uh, and I think sometimes we don't realize we have that power to do that. Like yeah. we get so hooked up, caught into what it was, rather than okay, this happened, not fun, but 
here's what I'm going to take from that. And this is how I'm going to make it go forth with it. And this is how it's going to impact my life for the better, not for the worse. Mm-hmm. So true. Yes. Uh, I love that. So one of the things I know you do is you, you, you work with women a lot. What are some of the things that, you know, helping them empower I have so many questions to ask on this. So when it comes to uh, with women, you know, one of the, some of the things that you see in women that you feel that they need to um, grow and evolve in some way or be able to, how they step into their truth or uh, something along those lines, what are some of the things that you see that are pressing that makes you, um, that wants you, that makes you want to help with women? Mm. Well, I do just have this call, right? Like, I feel like we all have a calling to who we are here to serve. And I do just feel that I'm called to serve women and to help women really rise in their gifts. And what I find is that most women who are really gifted, women who are like, I mean, all women are gifted, like women who are like, they know that they're here to make a difference. They know that they're here to spread light they also deal with a lot of darkness because that's just what happens when you're here to bring light. Darkness is going to want to shut you down. So they deal with darkness and they also are afraid to be seen in their gifts. And I feel like this is just something that has come down from generation to generation, like that women like stay small, don't be as big and Old and brilliant as you can be. It's like, just stay safe. So I have to really help them like step into this space of like, it's okay to be seen in your brilliance. It's okay to be seen in success. It's a, it's okay to be seen as like this truth giver, this message giver, this amazing, brilliant being. And that's really the thing that holds them back. So we do a lot of energy work around that. We do a lot of healing work so that they can truly step forward and, and lead. Why do you think is that women don't want to be, you know, seen in that way or be at the forefront of themselves and so forth? What, what <clears throat> is it like a cultural thing or is it, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the energy of just, you know, how it's been in the past or what, what do you think creates that to happen? I mean, this is just my, <laughs> this is just my theory, but I really do believe it's just, it's, it's in our DNA. Like, if you were to look 50 years ago, were women able to be bold and brilliant at the level that they could be like, no, it wasn't even like accessible. You look back a hundred years ago and it's like any woman who decided to share her truth or like actually share her gifts, like they were like witches, they were burned. Like there has not really been in our history where women were like celebrated for being these really powerful, gifted beings. And it's really like no fault. It's just like, that's just the way it was. But now it gets to be different. This is like the only time in history where women really can stand in their gifts and be leaders powerfully and be accepted and rise in their light. It's like a beautiful time to be alive. I couldn't agree with you more. And especially with the the age of Aquarius coming upon us and, and, uh, the shift of energy and, and where we're going. Some people say we're going, you know, more feminine energy coming in. I, I look at it. I just say it's more wholesomeness coming in, right? Because we need yeah. both, right? We need the male and masculine. Both. 
right? Yes. Because um, I think sometimes when we try to, you know, anytime we put, you know, separate into two things, it creates a divide because some people say, well, you know, man, men are more sometimes masculine, but they need to be more feminine. And I'm always like, well, what if they just got to be more whole? Like, what? <laughs> yes. because women have masculine energy too. I mean, it, it, yes. it's just, how about we just balance that? Mm. And that's to me, yes. it's full wholesome. But it, and that I is think- what we need. We need the full, we need like the the full light of man and the full light of woman to like be able to rise together i couldn't agree more and i think because like men at least there's this movement in men that i'm seeing um that we're they're speaking their truth coming out more being more emotional being able to be vulnerable and i'm like all right these are feminine if some people can look at it from like the spiritual realms or the spiritual people will be like oh yeah that's feminine energy they're becoming more feminine energy i'm like no, they're just breaking through the old cultural programming that has existed for how long? And now we're finally saying, hey, guess what? You can be human. You're allowed yeah. to be human. You can experience more of the human experience. I feel like yeah. I'm, I, I feel like we're resonating on this one. But, um, yeah. And I think sometimes, too, with women, if you look back, I mean, what was it, 1500s, 1600s, you know, heretics were burned and all yeah. these other things. And, and you had all that stuff back then. And then how the conditioning was in the last hundred years. And it's like, hold on, I can speak my truth. I can stand up for myself and do this and that. It's like, hold on here. Wait a minute. Um And now that's that's more the masculine side coming off. You want to put masculinity to it, but it's just another to me, I look at it and just say, hey, guess what? Women are starting to experience another aspect of being human. Mm-hmm. And they're going to become more whole in that process. It's mm. so beautiful. There, There's just so much. Like, I, I have a lot of masculine energy. Like, the way I run business and the way that I take action, it's a lot of the masculine energy. And I feel like I have five children, so I have a lot of feminine energy and mothering and gentleness and that the magic is in the both. There's like something about um, people thinking like, oh, if you're going to be in business, you got to be serious and you got to be hard. And and I'm like, no, like what if you could actually be super emotional and also really powerful and also like silly and loving? Like, can we be all the things? That's where we're going to find our greatest joy. And I think that's what's going to happen when women start to to really speak their truth and liberate their light is that they get to experience both of those worlds. I love it. It's so true. And it's, it's, you know, and I, you brought some up there about like just being playful and joyful and this and that. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other thing I can get into, but I do have a question before I forget. So how do you juggle five amazing children <laughs> and everything else you do? I have to ask. Yeah. Well, I do everything spiritually. So that, I mean, I know that sounds really vague, but everything I do I really do spiritually. So like this podcast right now, my kids don't have school on Fridays. So I spent time with my angels this morning. Like, Hey, I need you to really hold this space for this podcast to happen. Like if you can help my kids, you know, be settled and quiet during this episode, that'd be great. And most of the time it really does work. And I ask for so much help spiritually. I'm always asking like, please open up three hours so I can work on these funnels. Please open up this time. Please bring in the perfect fit women. Legit. I can't even tell you how women find me and how they land in my mastermind. And they're always like, I don't even know how this happened. Like, I don't even know how we like landed together. And I'm like, well, I do. Cause every morning I ask my angels to go find you. So I use spirituality in everything. And that just makes everything so much easier. I also have a husband who works in real estate. So he is home and we really do hold 
the responsibilities pretty equally. So sometimes he's grocery shopping, sometimes he's cooking, and sometimes I'm cooking and he's working. And so we kind of just play in that realm. And that's what makes it really all possible. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here. Here is a word from our sponsor. Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. All right, let's get back to this rocking episode. I love that. And it's something you just, you're bringing up about your husband that we were talking about already about wholesomeness and masculinity and femininity. It's um, in some of the coaching groups that I, the coaching programs that I have, it's, I always, you talk about marriage a lot or relationships. And I I, I talk about, you got to dismantle all the old cultural thinking. And I go, if you want to have an amazing marriage, you're going to have to learn how to be both feminine energy and or I'll just use this as feminine and male. I just, more, I just say, you got to take the, Whatever the setup is, if it's it's male female male male female female female, um, it's like I'm like regardless. There's you're gonna have to play both roles in balance. There's gonna be times you're gonna be washing dishes every single day for the week to help out. You may be doing this, maybe doing that, but I'm like you have to create that balance. And when you can do that, not only does it help the marriage, but it's also helping self. And you're creating that balance mm-hmm. as much as I'm trying to help them be balanced, wholesome. But then I'm like your actions have to do that too. And when it does that, then everything thrives in that process. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to pull what I pull if he if he wasn't here. So we are definitely a team in that way. Love that. So you talk about speaking to your angels. Some people may be going, what the heck is she talking about? I'm like, I okay, know, right? I understand what angels are, but they'll be like going... Uh, hold on here for a second. Um, and just to tell you, I, I'm all into, I mean, I, I'm not that I'm into that. It's, I know it's, it's, it's there. It's, it's, you know, for those yeah. who I, I have talking a little bit about this on the podcast. Um, but um, when you're, when you're, you know, do you have your own, so I'm going to go a little bit into thinking grow rich. I don't know if you've read the book. Uh, yes. You know, like guess, eight times. I just had to make sure I'd ask, you never know. <laughs> Uh, but you know, with that, right. I think it's chapter 14. He talks about having your own board, uh, team yeah. board. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, uh, so do you have your own board like that or is it just angels? Do you, now when you say angels, I, I have, I'm just curious because like for yeah. me, one of the things spiritually for me is I never get names of who I work with. I'll feel their yeah. energy, but I, I never get their names. Like they won't. Yeah. And I know why they do that. Cause it's my ego before my ego was like, I gotta know who it is. Is it Jesus? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah. And, and yeah. so, you know, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I guess who I got on my team, you know, but then it's like, <laughs> uh, but now I'm like, I got to the point in my life. I've evolved enough to a level now where I'm like, I really don't care who you are. As long as I feel your energy and I know it's sincere, good and solid and we're good. I, I, I Hey, you're helping me out. And, and that's all I care about. So do you have a set board or, you know, are these just angels or you're just reaching, like, is it just praying to God or how's that look? I'm just curious. So the board is actually what created the idea for me. Strange enough. That was really like, oh, why am I not creating like a team? Like, this is really a genius, but I will say I don't have names, right? Like I, um, I feel them. I know they're there. I don't actually know who exactly I'm working with, but I know that if I ask, I will receive like legit. So I I ask God to call in my angels. Like I just say, call my angels, my guides, my leaders, my teachers, my helpers. 
in and through the highest light. So I get really clear on who I'm calling in. And then I just ask like, hey, this is like if I had a literal team in front of me and I was delegating things all day, I ask for these things like, all right, I like for today, I have a whole day of creation. I literally have like 87 things that need to be completed. And so it was like, okay, I need an hour on my email funnel. I need an hour coaching over here. I need an hour working on my book. Like I need this all to come into place. And every time I just start sending this out to this invisible team that I know I can feel, they go to work. And, um, this is actually my best form of marketing is I literally just sit there and I let them know, like, these are the women I'm here to serve. And sometimes if I have like a dream client, I just kind of show that template. Like, this is who I'm needing. I'm needing, like, I'm wanting these women to come in so I can really help them bring their work to the world. And strange enough, like, boom, they just start dropping into my email inbox out of the craziest places ever. So, uh, this is like spiritual Facebook ads. <laughs> this is like how, uh, this is how spiritual business works for me. This is how my world works and it's, and it's beautiful. And I'm so grateful for it. Now, some people may be listening to this and they go, okay, well, how can I, how can I, they like, they may be interested, right? Some may be yeah. going, this is crazy, but then there's yeah. maybe some that are going, this sounds awesome. Um, yeah. how, how, uh, how can I have a story to share, but I'll share it after, but how can they, how can they make that happen? What are, is there a step-by-step process or is there, um, and I don't even like saying the word house because you know, I was just interviewing someone they're like, don't ask how because then you can just Google that. And I was like, you know, that is true. But mm-hmm. is there something like, there's got to be like, is there something that, or maybe you just walk through your process of what yeah. you go through, but is there some methods or a methodology to the, to the process? So for me, um, I, sacred space is like really important. It's where I go every morning and I, do my sacred work, which is praying and meditating and journaling. And that's actually where I work with my spiritual team. So I have a, I have a training on sacred space that I'll just make a coupon and I'll send it to you. And everyone who's listening can just take it for free if they're interested. I'm like, how do I begin a sacred space? And, um, when, but you can call on your angels anywhere. That's just where I do like my actual every morning, like team planning. (laughs) And so if you want to just call them in at any time, my, be- my belief is you just ask, like I call in uh, all of my angels, my guides, my leaders, my teachers, my helpers, my healers, anyone who is in my highest good in and through the highest form of truth and compassion in the divine light. Those are the words I use. And for me, that just gets it really clean and clear, like only in and through this highest light. Am I working with people? And for me, I also just feel like you just ask for anything. Like sometimes on a really crazy day and I have to cook dinner and I literally have 15 minutes and I didn't have it planned. I'll ask like, oh, guys, give me some ideas. Like I need something right now. And boom, like I'll literally see in my mind's eye rested like a recipe like, oh, boom, thank you. Like they can be there. It's my belief that we have every person has an army of divine angels. Every person has this spiritual help, but they, the spiritual world lives by the law of agency. So if we don't call on their help, like they have to abide by that law. But if we ask, it's like free game. Like they're like, yes, finally, you finally asked, we will be here and we will support you. And I just feel like we just need all that support right now in this world. 
Amen to that. I mean, you're sharing so many wonderful truths here because it's like you brought up one that's that that law that they can't intervene into our lives unless we've already it's in our soul contract or we ask for it. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes spirit angels or your our guardian angels or your archangels, but whoever's part of your team, you know, you, you know, part of that, um, you know, for the listeners, this is, may sound weird, but it is, it is one of those things where they can, they can intervene if it's for you. This is the experience you have to have. So sometimes something comes up or somebody walks into your life and then they're gone and you're like, why were they there, man? And you look back and like, holy cow, if that person didn't come into my life. I would have never ended up going here or have this situation or that kind of a thing. Um, one of the things is how much, you know, does, does trust play a role in this and knowing that it's going to happen? And the reason why I say that is a uh, quick story. Um, I had an associate doc in my office at one point, And I remember when the numbers were being reported on our new patients and where we were, and we started seeing a little bit of a decline. And I know when that happens, my focus is not where it needs to be. And so all of a sudden I'm like, We'll get recentered. We're going to see turn, things will turn around. And I do a little process of my own. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, everything's going to be fine. And he's like, but what are you going to do? What marketing? What this? I'm like, we don't have to do anything. Let's just be. Everything will be fine. It'll all work out. And he's like, huh? And this is in the morning. We're having a team meeting talking about this. And I'm like, don't worry. We'll, let's just let, just let it go. It'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, my wife's like, because she works in the office. And she's like, yeah, we had like seven patients call, um, all, new patients coming in. And I have them booked. And I have two more coming up. Uh, got three booked for, you know, and she just mapped out what it was. And I'm looking at him. And he's like, was that just luck? Or how the hell did you do that? I go, I don't know. It just worked out. I'm happy for it. And then... All of a sudden, another time it comes and I do the same thing. And next, you know, at the end of the day, we had a couple calls here and there and a couple calls the next day. And he's like, what are you doing? I've seen you do this like three or four times now. And I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I just set the intention. I let go. I detach. And if it, I don't really have a time frame of when it's going to happen. Thankfully, it's just amazing. It happened on the day. Right. But I'm like, yeah. it, sometimes it's a week later. Sometimes it's a month later, but I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't hold that, at that, that part. So is there like a, is there, is there a, a trust of like an inner knowing? Cause like, this is going to happen. And, or is it just, is it more of like a, for me, it's more of an ask. That's what I'm curious. Um, yeah. I'm just asking and then saying, I'm letting it, leaving it to you guys. And that's it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, that's the coolest story. I love that story. And I would say that is totally it. Like it is like, I, I really do feel like I have a spiritual altar, like a place where I can place things. And, and then it's like not in my hands. I can just be like, okay, this is what I'm needing. Let the highest good be done. And I get to just fully detach and let it go. And there is like this magic in the asking and the detaching, like knowing that the highest good will happen, knowing that that the perfect fit people will show up, that the perfect experiences will happen in the way that they need to. And even when things are really hard, like, <laughs> okay, so I'll share. I really do feel like everything is in our highest good. Um, like I run these Facebook ads for, I have a book, like a course on how to write your book in two months and I'm running these Facebook ads. And then I launched a brand new ad for a boot camp that leads people into my mastermind. And I had never finished the email sequence. Like I have a bazillion things on my plate. So people are opting in, they're getting in, but they're not going into an email sequence. So it's kind of like pointless. So why would you run an email, like a Facebook ad with no email sequence? And I kept being like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, then a week of it running, uh, my, the Facebook ad gets hacked, shuts the whole thing down. Such a mess. Also not a mess. I was like, Oh, 
all right, this was like a wake up call. Like here, don't run ads unless it's a complete thing. And I just really got to see that like, even in the crap, it's always for our good. If we really understand like, no, everything is working out for me. So how is this working out for me? And I was like, oh, because I have to figure this. I have to finish this. I don't, I don't get to just run things halfway done. So there's just a trust. And the more you work with your spiritual team, you'll start to really have trust. You'll really get like, whoa, everything is actually working out for me, even if it doesn't look like it at the beginning or in the middle. Like, I'm just going to trust that this is working out. And I think that comes when you just begin, right? So like if people just start doing it and then they start to watch like, whoa, that's super weird. This spot totally opened up when I asked for it or whoa, this new client just showed up or whoa, like this amazing thing just happened for my kid. That's what builds the trust. And is there like a process to like when you, because I know when I used to be like, oh yeah, the universe, you know, people tell you universe always is there to support you. Universe is always this. And my upbringing and the experiences I had in life was like, not that. And right. And so I had to learn like, hold on here. What do you mean by that? And then eventually there came a point where I look back and I'd be going, all right, maybe there's, there's a truth to this. There has to be a truth to this. If people are telling me this and I keep hearing it, there has to be a truth. And then I started doing, looking back at my life. And I don't know if you've done this or not, where you just look back and you okay, if it's true, where is it showing up that it is? And then what blew my mind, even through my younger years, when I was a kid and stuff, it was true. It was there. And I saw it all the way through and I'm going, you son of a gun. Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) It's always been there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just like the same principle of like you get a red van and then all of a sudden you see red vans everywhere, right? Like whatever you see, whatever you're looking for expands. And so it's like, if we're looking for the hard, we'll always see the hard and the hard will actually expand. But if we try to find the beautiful synchronicities, we try to see how supported we are, we're going to actually see it. And then that expands and then our world shifts. And even the hard things that happen, we get to see like how it actually is in our favor. I love that. Yeah. And it's the, for those of you guys, for the listeners, you know, I've talked about this many times it's called the reticular activating system and mm-hmm. part of the brain that filters all that information, except what you value. It's yeah. kind of cool. So if we just, <clears throat> so then if it's for them from there, if we just shift our focus, can that just drastically change our life? Totally. A hundred percent. It's wild, but it it's just like the easiest thing that we can do to have different results. I love that. And if for mm-hmm. someone who's listening, let's say they want to speak their truth and so forth, and, and, and they have these things that limit them and hold them back, is it the things that hold them back really is just more of a mental thing to where if they just break through that and see um, how to what their, well, you can shift their perspective, uh, you know, instead of making, I always say making it about them, you make it about others. And all of a sudden it changes the game. Um, but shifting the perspective with that, is that also something that helps with women and just in people in general, but with the work you do and helping with women? Well, I feel like when you really let go of the barriers of like what you can do, what you can't do, who you are, who you aren't. Like if you can really step into the possibility of like, what if anything is possible, then life 
completely shifts. I mean, five years ago, I was a massage therapist making $300 a month. And now I own a publishing house that I started and well over six figure business that, you know, I have no degrees to do what I do. I do it because I was guided. I do it because I have passion in my soul for who I'm here to serve. And because all of the lies that said, who am I to start a publishing house? Who am I to run a six-figure business and raise five kids? Like all of those, I just cleared them out. And I was like, who am I not to be? Like, this is what I'm here to do. So let's just figure the crap out. And that's what I think if people can let go of these barriers that say, I can't do that because who am I to do that? They will be blown away by what's actually possible for them. And it's just, you know, if you can get into that, those barriers you have, right, the darkness, the challenges, the obstacles, the programming, however we want to call it, um, it's amazing how liberating it is. Do you still <laughs> remember your first time breaking through one and you're like, oh my goodness, this is, and then get building that confidence? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I do healing work every morning on myself. And I think that's a part of why, things have scaled so fast for me is that every morning I do work in my chakras. Like where today is telling me that I can't be this person? Where inside of me is showing me that I'm not worthy? Where inside of me is saying that I'm not good enough? Like let's clear it out so it doesn't make me stumble today. And I think that it's just a consistent progress of like, how can I move through the barriers? Because they're never going to go away because guess what? The same barriers that were there when I was going to make my first $5,000 a month, they were there when I was going to make my first $50,000 a month. Like it's the same barrier. It doesn't matter what the number is. So it's going to show up then and it's going to show up in the future. So we had to be willing to like really sit in the space of like, I'm going to show up and clear this crap out so I can be exactly who I need to be. I love that. So I know you do healing in the morning. Do you have other things in like a morning ritual that you do every morning to set yourself for the day? Yes. <laughs> Lots of things. <laughs> it's like Disneyland for me. Um, I, you know, I always pray and I always call on my angels. I call on all of my children's angels, my husband's angels. I just put the whole team to work for everybody in my family. And then I, um, I do healing work. I do. So I work in my chakras and then I do EFT and then I do chanting and uh, journaling and gratitudes and sitting with my future self. That's something that one of my favorite coaches, Benjamin Hardy, taught me was to sit with my future self and ask her uh, the solutions to the problems that I'm having. So I spent a lot of time like really receiving how my future self already solved the problems. And it's just the, it's the best part of my day. I love my sacred space. I love that. I know how that feels. I have um, something similar in some ways. And it's like, uh, it's just my, my moment of bliss when I first get up. So then everything's all aligning a lot easier. Right. It's magic. Totally. So real quick, before we go, I want to be able to um, have the listeners be able to connect with you. How can they find you? Where can they see what you're up to, you're doing, your books, all the good stuff that you're doing for the world? Awesome. The fastest way is just Instagram, Kira Polson. Um, go over to my links. I've got a free masterclass on how to write a book. 
I've got a new mastermind that has opened where women get to come in and learn how to write their books. Their book is published by my publishing house for free when they join this mastermind. So it's kind of like an all-inclusive package. And um, my website is, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's not always up to date because I'm shifting business so quickly all the time. But KiraPolson.com is just a good place if they want to head over, kind of see some of the courses that I have. And you know what? If they want to connect, just DM me on Instagram. Super quick and easy. I love it. Kira, thank you for all that you're doing for the world and sharing your light and all that and taking time to share some wonderful nuggets of wisdom and so much more with our listeners. I greatly appreciate that. That was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.